Hello, and welcome to Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm Gib Gerard, alongside none other than John Tesh, and this is our New Year, New You episode. Happy New Year, everybody. This is this is coming out right here on New Year's Day. Happy New Year, John. Happy New Year. I called my friend Lenny, which I do. I don't. Uh, my, my friend from New York, I've already called him and said, uh, Happy New Year. I only talk to him once a year. That's our ritual. I mean, I, what I like is that, I mean, it's sad that you don't talk to your friend that often, but but it is your ritual. So you right. haven't lost touch with him right. because you have yeah. that ritual yeah, yeah. when you probably would not have spoken to him in maybe the last 20 years right. if you hadn't had Yeah, him. yeah. So that's my uh, New Year, New Year. Talk. I've, I've already accomplished one thing. Um, uh, do you have any resolutions? Uh, do I have any resolutions? I think I think I want to... I want to do some of the stuff I started doing in 2018, but do it harder. Oh, cool! You know, like like do more of that stuff. Um, I uh, I I I really feel like there are I I, I could I, there's things I could just do better, but that I'm already doing. And I've really been addicted to the power of habit this this last oh, year, yeah, and the yeah. and this idea of, of of sort of hacking ourselves. Like, well, basically, okay. So this the whole point of this podcast is. And by the way, before you keep before you go. On further, uh, if you wanted a, a great podcast about habit, Gib and uh, Charles Duhigg, yes. this amazing researcher, are uh, are there in our uh, our podcast stable. Go I'll ahead. put a link. I'll put a link to the that yeah. to that episode in the show notes. But right. the, but again, the the purpose of this podcast was to take the conversations that we have on the air, to take the interviews and the research that we do for the radio show, Intelligence for Your Life. And expand on it and mm-hmm. do it deeper uh, in, in in this format, and so we can have longer conversations, more casual conversations, and uh, and actually talk to the uh, and actually talk to the experts so that that you guys can hear. And we do that on the Facebook page, and we do that here. And so uh, one of the big themes that I've really liked this year that we've that we've dealt with is, is performance, and uh, I've really been focused again on that uh, power of habit, which actually brings up an interesting point. I want to do a year in review right now, and you brought up the Charles Duhigg thing, and I, that was my, I think, my favorite episode that we did in 2018 was the was the stuff with Charles Duhigg. I really favorite liked podcast, it. Yeah. yeah, my favorite yeah. podcast episode. Yeah, I, I would have to say that my my favorite was uh, was a guy who was very similar actually because he's he's and they know each other is Ryan Holiday. Oh yeah, um, who wrote you know several books. The Obstacle is the way. Ego is the enemy. Uh, perennial seller, and. Um, and that's uh, that was one of my favorite my favorite books. And and these uh, both those podcasts are I, I think are, are really uh, mm-hmm. really good. They, they they both say uh, Ryan and Charles say some really good stuff in there. And I think there's a, there's a sameness to the, the stuff that you and I like. Yes, which is you know they not just sort of not having somebody who doesn't have any or as you say bona fide uh, or credentials <laughs> or credentials. You know uh, somebody on YouTube going hey get up early. You know the, these yeah. guys can tell you why it needs to be. Four forty-five in the morning, rather right? Four thirty, you know. Right. I mean, because they, they again, they're, they're all trained researchers, and 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 Holiday is great because Holiday's written those books, "Obstacle is the Way" and um, uh, "The Ego is the Enemy," and and he's so great at, at talking. He's so great at 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 making the difficult concepts very consumable for mm-hmm. for everybody. So mm-hmm. if you want to learn how to be better at anything, sometimes I read some of these books and I think, yeah, but I'll, I I don't run a multi-billion dollar international organization i can't make some of those changes like that like these people are talking about but ryan and, and charles make it very easy or sorry uh misters duhig and holiday make it very easy to understand how to make small changes that will profoundly affect your life 
So that's that's what I like about about what they had to say. And again, I'll put links to all those episodes. Yeah, it's worthwhile in, in the show notes. Yeah. Okay, so you wanted to, to do um, superlatives of the year. Yeah. Well, like we started doing. We just did, talked about our favorite podcast. Did, did your episode. family do this? I got a feeling this is a thing your family does. Like, what's your what's what are your wins and lose losses? We do highs and lows there, of the day, but uh, we it's not. I don't. We don't normally do this, but a lot of a lot of the other big podcasts or the big podcasts, not you know the other podcasts, they do a. A year in review, and so I wanted to know like, what excited. was your favorite thing. I'm excited. Okay, so I said my the favorite podcast of ours was uh, was oh, did I say that? Yeah, you said it was the oh, Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday. Yeah, when yeah, I yeah. said Charles yeah. Duhigg. Yeah, and that, but then you you also wanted to know what the, what uh what what the favorite what your favorite podcast was. Yes, of the yeah. last year. Yeah, and so there's been a couple of good ones that I've liked. Uh, other ones, I, I liked uh, uh, Serial did did a did a third season, and I, I love Serial. Um, you know, the, 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 so the podcast that sort of started it all, that's the Sarah Koenig, uh, this American life mm-hmm. one. I've been listening to a lot of radio lab. Also, uh, the Bible for normal people. That's a, that's a good one. I didn't even know. How come you haven't told me about that? It's a, it's a, it's, it's a good, I'll, I'll show it to you. Well, okay. I've showed you a couple of things. The from Bible me. for normal people. Yeah, what, what's in there? It's uh it's a lot of takes on, on theology that are meant for like the lay person and, and, and not. Uh, with kind of a, a, a non-obsessive approach to to where where the Bible comes from, and and it's it's interesting. Speaking of which, we're gonna have to do a podcast, and maybe we can use um, Adam, your your pastor. We we have to do a podcast about where the church is headed these days. Yeah, you know, because it's a it's lots of debate in there. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think politics has gotten into the church mm-hmm. in a way that's pro- mm-hmm. that's probably negative yeah. in the long run. Yeah. I would love to do that. So I I don't have a favorite podcast. It's the weirdest thing. Um, I, I, I started off listening to Tim Ferriss, mm-hmm. right? And so, then some of those episodes are really good and some are a little hard to get through for me. Yeah. It's, 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 I also have, uh, what do they call it? It's called like, a um, uh, YouTube guilt or something like that or TiVo guilt. Uh-huh. So, so I'll look at it and there'll be like 10 of them. Right. And I'm like, oh gosh, there's too many of them. I don't know which one. To and they're all to. like three hours long. So it's it can right. be hard to get yeah, through. It's yeah. really, it's, it's really high end stuff. So yeah. it's great. I have to tell you, and you know this to be true, but I'll tell the folks at home. That I become like a, I discovered YouTube this year yeah, in the year 2018. I discovered YouTube. I learned everything, and it's like it's like oh, really, John. Seriously, yeah. I mean, I've I've got my I got I have, I'm logged in twice, uh, and and I've got you know all of my my al- my albums and my saved stuff and and all in my lists and all this stuff. But um, so I I use YouTube for. So that's what's happening to me is I just don't have I haven't made time for podcasts. But it's your own version about you mm-hmm. have so yep. instead yep. of a podcast yep. you watch YouTube videos. So you do TED Talks. I know you mm-hmm. like TED Talks a yep. lot. Yeah, and you also do the um, you like the motivational yeah. ones. Motiv- yeah, so motivational uh, mashups. Explain, explain. Yeah, I'll put a link to one of them. You give me yeah. a link to your favorite. Yeah, they're one. great. The yeah, there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's one called you know motivational hub, and um, and also there's a guy named um, oh gosh what's his name I can't remember. Uh, he does his, it's called Athlean X. Oh like, yeah, like Athlean X. Uh, Car- great workout. Carmichael is his last yeah. name. Uh, that's great. You know, workout tips for for guys my age, right? Who, right. Can, who can get injured if they're lifting yeah. that thing too. In any case, so yeah, so motivational. What they do is they find they find speeches mm-hmm. from motivational speakers, and and then they take the, uh, this amazing music, right, and put it behind it. And that's how you start. It's, it's like your pre workout. Is you? No, is you, I, I stay in it the whole time. Oh, do you the yeah. whole time? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and 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 uh, and then I have that boxing app. That you told told me all about years ago, where I just do a forty two minute workout right. uh, every single day, and that's you know, the only way I get I get through it. But lately, you know, I mean, folks who know us um, and have listened know that I went through uh, 
just ate like a pound of pistachios. I, it's unbelievable. I'm so sorry. Unbelievable. Um, that I went through a you know cancer journey, and I'm yep. on the other side of of, yep. of of being healed. So I have been listening to so many. Um, there's a thing called DHT, which is Divine Health Training, right? And it's by a guy named Curry um, Blake, and Blake is a devotee and who studied a guy named John Lake. Blake, John Lake. John Lake was this guy who was known, for lack of a better way to say it, as a, as a faith healer, you know, using certain mm-hmm. scriptures. So I've been marinating in that stuff. Uh, I mean, if just, in fact, you know, Mom and Connie and I, you know, go to these you know, meetings, like these right. three or four days, you know, seminars on, on this stuff. Really fascinating uh, stuff about, about how the body works in healing, using scriptures. And then also this woman, Caroline Leaf, right. who I've, and you know her, mm-hmm. um, who I've been uh, listening to on YouTube as well, who is all about, uh, you know, the physics of, uh, of, of healing and manifestation. And things we'll like have that. to see if we can get her on the show and get to interview. Yeah. Her. She's yeah. had to slow her down, man. She's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I told you, I said, you, you need to watch uh, these videos, but you're the only one that can watch them in the, in the, in the family because they're just, she just goes too fast. Okay. So anyway, that's, I'm not listening to, to I don't have a favorite but, podcast. But that's have, the same thing. You're listening yeah, to podcasts yeah. just on YouTube. Okay, good. Yeah. I'll, I get ding. Judges right. got me credit for that. All right. Cool. And now, so what's your what was your favorite movie the last year? <laughs> uh, I knew you were going to ask me this. Uh, <laughs> because okay. I wrote you an email saying I was going to ask <laughs> I know, you this. I know, I know. Uh, I thought maybe you might miss this one <laughs> or something. Uh, I'm going to say Green Book. That's what's going to be mine. Yeah. yeah. Because, but first of all, you know, it's about class, it's about, uh, you know, jazz piano, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing, you know, uh, Mahershala Ali, is that his name? Yeah. Yes. I, I, you know, he's playing. I'll tell you right now, as a, as a fellow piano player, and Gib knows too, because he plays, he's playing that piano. And, yeah. And I don't know that he is a piano player, but he is now. Um, but, but I was going to say, okay, I'll pick that one. But really my favorite movie of the year is, a, is, is three movies that I watch at least once a month. And you know, it's Gladiator, oh, yeah. The 300, and Safe Room. Yeah, but, the, but those are not your favorite movies of the year. Those are just your favorite movies. Yeah, but Gladiator but, in particular. But I, since I watch them, uh huh, at least it, one of those movies I watch every month, right? Yeah. Then you have to say that that's my favorite movie. Of yeah, the, I, of that's the year. fair. That's yeah. fair. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I, I'll throw Warrior on or Godfather on whenever oh, yeah. I feel like it. Yeah. Um, I I too liked liked Green Book. I also really liked. Um, we we have right now. You and I get to vote on some of the award shows. And uh, so we have what's called screeners, and that's where at the end of the year, uh, oh, yeah, when, yeah, the mo- yeah. when movies are award eligible, they send you cop if you can vote on them, they send you copies to your house. So I've been watching a lot of movies that I haven't gotten to the theaters to see uh, in the last couple of weeks. And, and uh, so I've, I've gotten to like fall asleep or just sit on my couch and watch some of these great movies mm-hmm. that are in theaters right now. And Green Book was one that I had planned to fall asleep to. I, I put it on, we were going to just watch it and fall asleep. And ended up staying up to one o'clock in the morning finishing the movie because it was so good and compelling. And I, I just didn't know. I just didn't know Viggo Mortensen was that good an actor. I oh, just yeah. didn't know. He gains weight for the role. Yeah, and he's, it was it, really it's phenomenal. And it's yeah. a true story too. Yeah. So it, it it's oh, it and makes just it fun. It, just so people uh, know, what did you think of Mary Poppins Returns? I thought it was great. I think because um, we saw that together. Yes, I think uh, that I sounds think weird. Emily, we had Blunt. kids with us. Yes, <laughs> that also when you say, it doesn't sound any less weird. <laughs> Uh, I think Emily Blunt is unbelievably charming as Mary Poppins. I think she has the same magical smirk that Julie Andrews had. Mm -hmm. They even have that one line, the practically perfect in every way, when she looks in the mirror. She she embodies that really well. Um, Not to give too much away, I think the music in the original... It's hard to to judge because the original is so ingrained... In my in my unconscious as as sure. this amazing thing, so I I I found it wanting in terms of some of the music and some of the performances that the original had, uh, 
but I feel like that'll change over time as yep. this one gets itself in there. Yeah. Uh, I love seeing Lin Manuel and stuff, but I really, I told you this before, I just believe. He just needs to be writing and performing stuff that's his own stuff all the time. Yeah, we need to lock him in a room and have him just keep cranking out Hamilton yeah. style stuff. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but he's actually he can do anything. That kid. he really can. Yeah, amazing. So okay, I, so what about your favorite book of 2018? Okay, so my favorite nonfiction book because mm-hmm. I read it to get ready for the interview. Again, not to just harp on Charles Duhigg, but I really liked Power of Habit. I re- I reread that this year, and that that is a phenomenal book. Again, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, it is all about why we do the things that we do unconsciously. Where are why we have habits? Why we have that? Like why that exists? Because the, the actual mental energy you use in order to continue doing habits is much less than it is to start to do a new behavior. So your when your brain is habituated to something, it the barrier for doing that becomes a lot lower mentally. Then uh, and then then when you understand that, you can understand how to change it. Right. Phenomenal book. Um, in in terms of of making small changes that will affect your life, and then my favorite fiction book. I finished the uh, the Gunslinger series. I'm way behind. Oh, I finished that yeah. this year. That's fun. And that's that was that was a long slog through you know seven very long Stephen King books. But I really like that. I uh, as far as fiction, I don't you know I, I don't normally uh, read fiction, but I know that it's really good for you. Yeah. I went back and got the original. Um, I gosh, there's a couple of books I I tried to read. Um, what's the thing that, that Tom Cruise was was in? Jack Reacher. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. It was just no? it was too much exposition. Uh, I, I you just wanted the you wanted to see him kick people in the yes, face. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I'm one of those guys. But uh, but I, I did see um, uh, what is it? Uh, oh my gosh, I'm I, I'm terrible today. Um, uh, well, uh, Matt Damon. What is he? What's what? Uh, born. Born. Yeah. So born identity. Yeah. I I I read that. Uh-huh. And I just thought, boy, that it's so much better than the movie, and the movie, yeah. the movie is fantastic. You can't say you don't read fiction. You just, you just. Read I did, it. I did, I did. I, I well, you know, I, but I, but back in the day, right? I was reading like all of the Anne Rice uh, yeah. novels and all the rest of that look, stuff. So fiction is absolutely good for your brain. For uh, look, we espouse, we talk to the Tell authors why, that yeah. write the yeah. nonfiction yeah. stuff. Yeah. We know that nonfiction is good. You can learn a lot from it. But fiction is good because. It creates empathy in your brain. Yep. It puts you yep. into yep. it puts you into circumstances. When you are immersed in a novel, you are your brain is in a perspective and circumstances outside of your own, and you will then you will then be able to relate to people in other circumstances better if you read more fiction, as well as understanding yourself better by how you relate to fiction. So it yeah. is important yeah. an important part of your reading diet is fiction. And and Gibb is speaking to several studies that we've had on the radio show about empathy or being able to get inside mm-hmm. the see yourself inside those characters. It's really, really powerful. I, I, I love that. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Um, but I also, um, as far as uh, nonfiction, I would say it's a tie between uh, Ryan Holiday's Perennial Seller and Stephen King's On Writing, which I know oh, you, that's you, a you great love book. that book. If you haven't read that book, it, it's not just about how to write. You get that, right? Mm-hmm. You get Stephen King's case. But, but it's also... You get the first half of the book is his memoir. It's unbelievable, and so it really helped. I'm, you know, I've been in the middle of trying to trying to finish a manuscript, and and um and just just reading the way he writes, not his horror stuff, right? But reading the way he writes about his own life gave me a lot of direction. Well, don't forget, Stephen King is famous for writing some very for writing horror. He's famous for writing uh, Carrie and Cujo and The Shining and It and all these great those great horror books. Uh, but he's also written some amazing stories that have that he had to write under assumed names. That he he wrote he wrote Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile, uh, and on yeah, writing and on writing right. is uh, yeah. Stand by Me is his as well. Yeah. So uh, some of his uh, best work is not horror, right? So 
he's just an amazing storyteller and he does a great job of, of whatever your creative pursuit is, even if it's not writing, even if it's not creative, even if it's just uh, if it's if it's just being a parent, if it's it's how to put yourself into something fully, mm-hmm. he tells you how to do it. And on writing is a is a great book. I, I can't I can't recommend that oh, enough. Either. What about your favorite song of twenty eighteen? Okay. Our friend Jason Evigan wrote it and it is it's a poppy catch song. Uh poppy catchy song and I can't get out of my head. Girls like you, the Maroon Five song. Uh, I just, there's, there's almost no structure to it. There's no, it's not verse, chorus, verse, chorus. It's, I love it's a really weird structural, structurally weird song, but it has stayed, it was one, it stayed number one for a very long time this year. And for good reason, it was very hard, uh, to get out of your head. And I thought it was great. And Gib and I, uh, started out at being friends and, and Connie, uh, with, uh, with Jason Evigan's dad, Greg Evigan, mm-hmm. and who was starring with, with Connie in a TV series when I met her 27 years ago called PS I love you. But Greg told me that that Jason submitted that song mm. right to the guys that, to the team because because uh, they have a team at Maroon Five that yeah. decides what what they're going to do with songs and and co writing and everything, and they passed on it right, mm-hmm. and so then months and months went by, and and Jason was bummed right because he thought yeah. the song was a good song. Months went by, they couldn't find the quote unquote hit, so one of the guys on the team said, "Hey, remember this song?" Yeah, and they put it on. And then they did some rewriting on it, and that's how that got back on there. Yeah. So, I, so it could have ended up being, you know, a Bruno Mars song. You know? right. But it, it turned out to be the number one song yeah, of the year, and so for great. good reason. That's great. Uh, my favorite song is uh, is a tie between Wheels on the Bus. <laughs> because, listen, Gib, Gib has a, 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 we keep talking about his kids, but the two-year-old is the is the one where he'll go up to Alexa and say, Wheels on the Bus, play Wheels on yeah, the Bus. Yep. And, and so I had to learn how to play on the piano. And then, and then, uh, so Gib and I both know how to play that song. That's my favorite. But I want to tell you something. My, my favorite song of the year is going to be a surprise, I think. Um, Christmas time is here. Oh. The jazzy, the jazzy, yeah. Christmas, you, know, you know, Christmas time is here. But the, but the real jazz version, and the, and the reason is I never explored that song. I just played it from a piece of sheet music right. that one, one of our band members gave me because we were doing it with a big band. But, but this time when we went out and, and we were playing it a couple of times, I spent a lot of time with it, looking at it, and looking inside the song and realizing what the jazz chords were mm-hmm. and, and how difficult it is to solo over those, which I tried, right. solo over those, uh, those chord changes. And it, it, it's a, it, there's so much more song there than just Frosty right. the Snowman, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So that really became, my, my, I think, my, fame, my favorite song. And I, a, I see it as a new song, yeah. Yeah, and it's a showstopper. What's nice about a, a jazz song like that is that you can make it your own because it's so complicated. Mm-hmm. You, can, you, you can change it and nuance it and do it differently. And you can make your own. You make it really beautiful. And, yeah, and, and you do. And, and Gib and I, thank you, and Gib and I tour with, uh, with, with a guy named um, Mark Vischer who plays uh, saxophones and flute. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and boy, when he solos over that thing, it's the flute just, and piano together is really nice. Just, on that song. He's just amazing. Okay, what about your favorite quote unquote thing of 2018? Okay, we talked about it before, but it has been a game changer for me. I found it in the second half of the year, and it is Brain FM. And we've gotten a couple emails of people asking about it, so I'll put another link to Brain FM in the show notes. And it is the app. Oh, that, that plays. Th- oh gosh. that plays music and sounds that make you focused you, uh, or relaxed or meditative. It is it is phenomenal. And I, I use it every day, and I I cannot recommend it enough. It is it is it is the way I get myself into flow. If you guys have heard us talk about performance, we talk about flow a lot, and flow is that state in which you are your 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 brain is just is firing on all cylinders, and we get I get into the state of flow with that so easily. I'm going to have to do an honorable mention, too, um, for a tie between the Kindle app and the Audible app. Oh, yeah. I, you know, it's like we, people talk about technology and, oh, my gosh, we're so, you know, we're so multitasking and we're distracted. But 
But Kindle, YouTube, Kindle, and Audible have truly changed my life. And you turned me on years ago. I didn't know it existed. You turned me on to Audible. Right. And uh, and now they're a big sponsor of ours because that's how we live our lives is is is, is reading on, on Kindle on our phones, right. but also listening. In right. The car. And the, it's, a lot of titles have that thing where you can go back and forth. And because of that, I'm able to get through a lot more books during the year uh, because of what's called Whisper Sync for Voice. Yeah, so I, I, I agree with you on that. All right. Well, we've talked a lot about the year in review and some of but our you, There was things. one other thing you had was uh, one thing you want to change in the new year. Is that where you were going? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's, I guess. What's the one thing you want to change in the new year? Ah, well, that's all sort of a resolution, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's it. And because we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about well, what's one thing you want to change? Start there. I I've already started it. Um, I and I can't believe I, you and I were just talking about it because it came up when uh when I re- started reading this book by Caroline Leaf, and then when I was watching a YouTube video by it's uh, like the third for, time we've mentioned Caroline. I know, Leaf, so. I know. I just I just I've always looked for because you and I both have have, have a pretty strong science background. I've always looked for the 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 um, the place where where science and faith meet, mm-hmm. and she does a great job yeah. with that. What happens to your brain when you sing you know, worship music, right? What happens to your brain when you pray? What happens to your brain when you you know speak in tongues? Things like mm-hmm. that. She's got all of that data, so that's, she's fascinating to me. But anyway, there's a there's a scripture that uh, that I've I've really, in fact, this is. It's so funny because there's so many secular ways to describe this, and you were doing it earlier, but we're using meditation. But Second Corinthians ten five, we take captive every thought, yep, to make it obedient to Christ. So basically, so many of these different, and this this woman Caroline Leaf will tell you it's like thirty four million thoughts or something a day <laughs> come into your brain, taking thoughts that that are not obedient to the what what you believe in and casting them out instantly. Right, right, uh, and I, I, you know, that's a what, what you. What you uh, think you say and do, and what you do and say you become, and that and that's and so I think I think meditating and journaling is a great way of getting control of that. In fact, that's kind of my thing. We were ta- we talked a little bit before. Is I want to do things better that I've already started doing, and one of them is journaling. Like I do pretty well with journaling, but I want to be the guy that writes in the journal every single day and and religiously in the morning and in the evenings and, re- and really reflects on it because how many studies and how many experts have we talked to who say that's the number one habit you can develop that will help you reflect and improve your life because it, re- it requires constant reflection and evaluation on how you're behaving. Every time we talk about journaling, though, we get, we get an, an email or a Facebook post from people who are like, what, can you please just tell me how to do it? So why don't you do a, do a, a quick rundown on, the, on, 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 on why and also how to do it. Okay, so the, the two things. One is you want to you want to spend the morning coming up with things you're grateful for, and the, you, you should try to do it twice a day, and it can be very quick. If the quickest way to journal is to, in the morning, write three things you're grateful for down, and in the evening, write three things you're grateful for during the day. That's the quickest, easiest, lowest barrier way. Get yourself a journal. There are do you some, try to find new things, three new things? or It, it doesn't, doesn't have to be. It's just three things that are on, that you just want to, you want to get yourself into a place of gratefulness. That is the number one thing you can do for journaling. And I, I'll, I'll put links, I, I have them in almost every show, to the journals that I use. And one of them is a structured journal that takes you through how to journal in the morning and in the evening. Well, um, what about people who are afraid that someone's going to discover their journal? Because it's not a diary, right? Yeah, I mean, like, learn a code, I guess, or or or, or put it on your computer and, and right. put it, make it yeah. password protected yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if you're that If you're worried, yeah. Um, but, I mean, most, for the most part, it should just be a place that you keep on. I keep this pad on me all the time, and I just write whatever I'm thinking. Right. The deeper thing, one of the things that I like to do is I'll write down a, either a piece of scripture or a thought for the day, and then I will just reflect on it for however long I have time for or however long my pen wants to keep moving. I will reflect on, on a, uh, usually it's a piece of scripture, but sometimes it's a, it's a motivational quote. 
Um, and then again, that you can just do that with a blank, with a blank. There's a whole bunch of, with a blank notebook, there's a whole bunch of journaling methods like the bullet journal method that are, that are meant to help you reflect on the things. But again, most of the, what you want to be doing is looking at what you're grateful for and thinking about what you, um, thinking about the decisions that you're making and how that's actually impacting the th- what's most important to you in, in a given day. It, and it's funny, it's funny there. Here I am. I'm going to talk about Caroline Leaf again, because she said something, uh, in, uh, in one of these, uh, podcasts, uh, YouTube things that I, I found fascinating. It's a lot of what you're talking about where you meditate, you're saying you're medic, meditating on a piece of scripture mm-hmm. or even a quote, right? Right. She says, we have, we no longer think about the things we're thinking about. Right. That's, think about that. I mean, that's, I mean it's, right. it's, no, it's deep. It's, it becomes absolutely second nature. We're just letting anything get in yep. and we start thinking about it before we think, should I be thinking about this? And we are inundated with material nowadays with right. between YouTube and, and streaming services and cable and, Everything online, we can we can fill our brains with whatever we want, and we often do it habitually and passively, and it changes who we are. And a journal is a nice way of slowing that down and reflecting mm-hmm. on on that, and also you know uh, monitoring what your habits are. It's, it's great. So so I would say that's a that's a big thing. Um, so you've me. become an expert uh, because of all the interviews you're doing on the podcast of how to adopt a new habit. Since we're talking about yep. the new year, uh, there there are some tips. Yes. On, uh, on how to do this. And, and one of the big ones, right, and supported by so many different people, including someone we haven't mentioned, Laura Vanderkam, who wrote mm-hmm. What the Most Successful People Do Before Breakfast. First thing is to make sure you practice your, uh, your habit in the morning versus the evening. Yeah, a huge, huge difference. Because for, for a number of reasons. First and foremost, uh, you, you, you're, you're more likely to stick with it because, one, people are not going to be able to stop you from doing it the way that a day can get away from you. I may have plans for what I'm going to do in the afternoon, but then my kid's school calls and tells me that my kid has pink eye and I got to go pick her up. Like that, that, that has literally happened to me yeah. before. Yeah. Last week. So, <laughs> right. So when you have, when, when days can get away from you, things can happen that get in the way of whatever habit you think you're going to do later in the day, whether you, you know, whatever that might be. And so getting it done in the morning is a great way to make sure that you get it done first things first. The other thing is you have more willpower in the morning. Willpower is like, a lot of other things, it begins to get weaker as the day goes on. You are better at making decisions if you do them first thing in the morning. And if you, uh, if you do that enough days in a row, eventually it becomes habit, and you just can't get out of bed if you're not going to go put your running shoes on and go for a jog. You just, your, your brain can't get, a, can't get away from that. So researchers think the morning thing works because of the stress hormone, hormone cortisol, mm-hmm. which is the highest, uh, which is at its highest first thing in the morning. And in uh, many experiments, when study subjects were given cortisol injections, they were able to pick up new behaviors more quickly than they would otherwise. I wonder. I mean, I wonder what the biological reason for that is, because it's stress, right? Cortisol is liquid stress. Yeah. So if you're under stress, maybe that's like a way our our caveman ancestors would stay away from saber toothed tigers, right. form yeah. new habits because they were stressed out, and they would they would understand that that was the best way to. Yeah. So things. the hormones that are in your brain, right when you're when you're uh, when you're hyper vigilant, the same as when the when Neanderthals were running away from the woolly mm-hmm. mammoths. Um. So here, speaking of mornings, yeah. Uh, we so we we you know obviously you want to start things in the morning. So here's how. Uh, again, how some of the biggest, biggest, most effective people spend their mornings to give you a sense of of some habits that you can adopt, uh, and then in the uh, in the new year, if you want to make a New Year's resolution. So, number one, productive mornings start with early wake up calls. Uh, Vanderkam, the, the woman you referenced before, uh, who who the most successful people do before lunch. Twenty executives, ninety percent of the executives she talked to wake up before six a.m. on weekdays. So that. 
really cannot be overemphasized. Again, the importance of getting up early and getting ahead of it. Pepsi, uh, PepsiCo CEO Indra Nui uh, wakes up at 4 a.m. and is in the office no later than 7, day, 7 a.m. Bob Iger is up at 4.30 a.m. Uh, Square CEO Jack Dorsey up at 5.30 a.m. It is Nobody expects anything of you during that time. It is the most productive time. We've said it over and over and over again. So whatever your New Year's resolution is, getting up early uh, is the key to making those habits to making those habits stick, and it is also the key to being more productive in the new year. Yeah, and I I was in a um, I was on a roll getting up at uh, at at four thirty mm-hmm. every morning, getting to the gym, and then and then it, came, it ended up being five and five thirty and six, and then it's like I'll work out at home. Yeah. Uh, what what the hardest thing about this, and I'm sure all of these people do it, including Mark Wahlberg, who gets up at two thirty apparently. Yeah is you can't do this if you go to sleep at 10 o'clock at night. No, because, you, because what happens is you get up at 4.30 three days in a row and you're getting six hours or five and a half hours sleep and you will eventually be completely non-productive. That's what yeah. happened to me because I was just exhausted. Which is, which is point number two for how to effectively change your habits and how to effectively spend your morning. Don't plan your day in the first hour you get up. We have a temptation to say, okay, each day is a new day and I will plan the day when I get up in the morning. But if you've planned the day in your first hour, you've already failed. You should be doing it the night before. And to your point, if you know that you want to get up early, that means going to bed earlier the night before. So if you want to make these habits stick, if you want to do that, you need to get in the habit of uh, Monday morning is not the fresh slate. Sunday evening is the fresh slate where you plan the week and you plan what you're going to do uh, hour by hour. And that journal that I mentioned before, my my journal that I use is the best self uh, journal. Uh, link again to that in the show notes. They that's part of the practice is writing out your next day the night before. Uh, well, and, and, that, and, and we we have a couple of friends who do this. Where you know we have a a, a lawyer friend out in Miami, James Cemetero, and uh, and he works on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Uh, where all of a sudden three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon, you know, your right. email box fills up with questions and things like that because he wants to get a, you know, a running start. In fact, in the last year I was doing Entertainment Tonight, um, they came in on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So that they could get a running start on the week right. because there was so much stuff that they had missed over the you know over over the weekend and you just when you, when you just even if you just spend an hour right two hours on Sunday yeah just sneak out sneak away and do something M- Monday is, there's there's no depression oh and, and Monday, people are so depressed on Monday morning yeah because you, again you're not you're not getting hit in the face Monday morning with what right. everybody else needs right. from you you've right. gotten ahead of the stuff that you need to get done and you're already in that flow which brings up the final way to effectively spend your morning and that is. Uh, uh, get the uncomfortable out of the way first thing. So we, uh, Brian Tracy wrote, uh, "Eat a frog, eat that frog." It's a it's a time management book. Eat that frog, uh, and basically what it means is, in the morning, uh, you eat the biggest frog you have, uh, you, which means you you do the most uncomfortable, the most difficult task, the ugliest it, thing, yeah. right? Because again, that is the um, that is that, that is the time when your willpower is at the highest. It's when your cognitive function is at the highest. So if you are able to do the worst thing at that point, the rest of the day is just gravy because that, yeah. and then that, that's not hanging over your head for the rest of the day. So, so just to recap, if you really want to get this effective morning thing down, you got to wake up earlier. You've got to plan your day the night before, not in the first uh, minute that you're up. And finally, eat the frog and eat it early. Do the most uncomfortable thing first thing in the morning. And it's funny that you bring uh, the eat that frog uh, with Brian Tracy. I got into a Brian Tracy loop. For about two or three months, and and I li- I listened to three of his books mm-hmm. and and read another one. He's 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 sort of uh, one of the originals, you know. Like so, uh, you know, Tim Ferriss and um, 
and Joe Rogan and a lot of right. those guys, you know, and, and there's another guy there somewhere. Uh, they're, they're, they're famous for this stuff, but he really started it. Yeah. You know, he started this sort of the time, the time management thing. Well, he also, and, so, you know, who else is, uh, uh, Lewis, well, Lewis Howes is another, another guy, but go ahead. But, uh, um, uh, Ernest Hemingway, Ernest Hemingway was famous for having a rigid schedule and getting up no matter how much drinking Good he did. Good grief. How did he no get matter, up? Right. But he would always get up early. He would always get up at, by 7am. He'd be writing and he'd have to have a certain number of pages done by noon. And then once he had the pages, then he'd go drink for the rest of the day. Wow. And that, I mean, that's how he was so, that's how he wrote so many great books. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to leave you with one more thing. I think we can, we can call it a New Year's. Here is, look, uh, I think it's something like 90% of, of New Year's resolutions fail. And I'm sure a lot of you are making New Year's resolutions. We just talked about some of ours. Here is why they fail. Number one, we don't have a system in place. Uh, and that's, that's, we'll make these, we'll make these New Year's resolutions uh, and and we'll like say we're we're gonna eat nothing but kale for thirty days, but we haven't gone to the store and bought and, and bought all the kale that we need. We haven't gotten rid of the stuff that is it is uh, that is in our house that is making us eat poorly. And we need to build those systems. And and setting big goals means having systems. That's one of the reasons why I love the Charles Duhigg thing. So if you're making a New Year's resolution, do not make a New Year's resolution without a system in place for how you are going to maintain it and how it's going to fit into your everyday. The other part of that is, and there are many of these inspirational videos on, on YouTube, the ones that I'm telling you that I watch, is you got to know what your why is. Right. So you can set a goal, but if you don't have a why, you know, then you're not going to want to get up in the morning. Right. And, and it needs to be a really good why. And so, you know, what, what's, what is my purpose for this? How is it going to enhance my life, other people's lives? Uh, you know, and so you have a why for your journal. Right, right, and so then that keeps you motivated on that. And uh, uh, Wharton professor Stuart D. Friedman, he says uh, the the why is is the most important thing. You have to keep your why specific, simple, and important, and you're much more likely to take realistic action. In fact, that is the number three reason why people fail in their New Year's resolutions is that they don't have a why. Yeah. Uh, because I, I saw this quote recently, and I love it, and uh, and I can leave you with this: uh, If you lose your why, you lose your way. So whatever New Year's resolution you guys are making, make sure you understand why. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's been a fantastic year. We appreciate you so much. I am, of course, Gib Gerard. You can find me at facebook.com slash Gib Gerard or at Gib Gerard on all the social media platforms. With me, as always, is John Tesh. He is facebook.com slash John Tesh. We are there all the time, posting videos, having discussions, having conversations with you, our listeners. Uh, he is at John Tesh on Twitter and at John Tesh underscore IFYL on Instagram. Uh, if you like this show, please rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. It helps us out a lot. I've noticed that some of you have posted some great things on the on the iTunes store, and I, I genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. Please keep that stuff coming, and always send us send us stuff. Send us on Facebook or, or reach out to me. I will respond to every Facebook me- message and every Twitter message uh, with what you guys want us to be talking about on the podcast and how you want it how you want it to go, who you want us to be talking to, also. So thank you guys for listening, and happy New Year. 